0: You're listening to Curated Podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Listen live on 98.7 or 98.3 FM or stream live from rppfm.com.au. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. Now into our science and technology news for the week. NASA astronaut John Young sadly passed away at the age of 87 last Friday following complications from pneumonia. John Young was one of the original legendary Right Stuff astronauts of nasa he he was the commander on gemini 10 the first mission to rendezvous with two separate spacecraft in the course of a single flight he orbited the moon in apollo 10 which was the dress for her rehearsal for apollo 11 and landed on the moon as commander of the apollo 16 mission he also was a commander on uh, sts9 which was his final space flight and that was on the space shuttle he is survived by only five now of the original 12 men who walked on the surface of the moon. Gene Cernan was, I think, the last to die about a year ago. Still alive are Jack Schmidt from Apollo 17, Buzz Aldrin, Apollo 11, Alan Bean, Apollo 12, David Scott, Apollo 15, and Charles Duke, Apollo 16. So sad to see him pass away. He really was a legend of NASA. And just quoting from acting NASA Administrator Robert Lightfoot on the passing of John Young, he said, Today NASA and the world have lost a pioneer. Astronaut John Young's storied career spanned three generations of spaceflight. We will stand on his shoulders as we look toward the next human frontier. John was one of that group of early space pioneers whose bravery and commitment sparked our nation's first great achievements in space. But not content with that, his hands-on contributions continued long after the last of his six space flights, a world record at the time of his retirement from the cockpit. So... There you go. And another piece of uh, space news I thought I'd mention, sort of right up to date, after long delays, the Falcon Heavy test launch is set for early February, with a pad test fire to be conducted within days of now. Now, this rocket, it's a SpaceX rocket, Elon Musk's company, it's twice as powerful as any other rocket that exists at the moment. Uh, It has 5.1 One three million pounds of thrust and that compares with about 7.2 million pounds of the Saturn V Moon rocket from the 1960s and early 70s. So a very powerful rocket there. We have been waiting for ages for this to uh, fly. It's got 27 engines, so it's actually taking the standard SpaceX rocket, if you like, the Falcon 9, which has nine engines at its base in its first stage, it's mating three of those together and then adding a second stage to the top of those. And, and each of those, co- those first stage cores are able to, uh, to be recycled. They'll actually land autonomously, either on a barge or back on land, and then can be reused. Now, I'm not sure whether they're actually planning that for the first test flight of the Falcon Heavy, but down the track, they are designed to be able to be reused. Fingers crossed that all goes well. We'll be finding out in early February how that went. Continuing with our science and technology news, this is kind of only in America. The United States Army has developed a computer-based simulator that can train everyone from teachers to first responders on how to react to an active shooter scenario, and this is particularly focused on schools because unfortunately and very sadly the bulk of deaths that have occur- occurred from mass shootings in the US since 2000 have actually been at schools. So the purpose of this video simulator is to help minimise the damage a shooter can do by using more preventative measures. So they can look at different scenarios. What would happen if, if you had externally locking doors or automatically locking doors? What would happen if you had intercoms? How would that change the survivability of this situation? Allows you to do analysis. It also has 3D sounds that allow you to detect the direction that shots are coming from and enables changing viewpoints between teachers, pupils, police officers, and the assailants. Just quoting from developers of this software, which is Enhanced Dynamic Geosocial Environment. That's the name of the software. Suspects come with rifles. Suspects can be adults or children. Unfortunately, that's the reality of today's society. We have to worry about children and adults being suspects. That's from project manager Bob Walker. The FBI is going to promote this, and uh, the U.S. Army's research lab partnered with the University of Central Florida and other computer engineering firms to tailor scenarios for the school attacks. The Army Research Lab plans to make the school version available soon. Free of charge. So as I said, only in America. Using kind of first shooter, computer-based, almost similar to gaming technology to help in training people and uh, go over how you could improve the safety of students at uh, high schools in America. Now, a bit of an oddball one, this one. A couple of fashion designers from Naples back in, I think it was 2012, registered the trademark for the name Steve Jobs. They did this because they believed that he was a great innovator and so that they wanted to have a brand that kind of matched that innovation spirit. They were quickly latched onto by Apple's, uh, the computer company's legal team, and they've been in dispute And these two guys have actually had a recent victory. There was some appeals, but back in uh, August 2014, the Office of Harmonization of the Internal Market in Europe, the official organ of the European Union, issued its ruling with a bold line. The opposition is rejected in its entirety. In the meantime, they've produced various accessories and clothing, including denim, under the name of Steve Jobs, but still faced further legal troubles. Apple continued to fight the brothers over their logo, a letter J with a chunk taken out of it and a little leaf on top, obviously inspired by Apple's iconic symbol. But the courts have decided that brothers are free to use the logo and they can finally talk about the case. They claim to now have full legal rights to use the name and logo worldwide, and they're pushing forward with plans to expand into other product lines, including electronics. Uh, Now, they they say that uh, they will not do, this is quoting these two brothers, vincenzo and giacomo barbato they're quoted as saying we will not do anything low level you will never see the phones or tv uh, shoddy with the brand steve jobs they told business insider in my opinion this is pretty poor taste kind of squatting uh, on the job's name and brand if you like and uh, this whole legal thing has really just been a, a great way of generating some free publicity Keep an eye on our website because we have got a feature coming up about Apple slowing down older phones via software updates. It's been in the news a bit lately. So keep an eye on our website beyondinfinity.com.au for more information on Apple. Moving on with the news, a man has been arrested in the United States, a guy called Michael Noy from Slidell near New Orleans. Uh, He has been described as the, in quotes, Nigerian prince, and he helped swindle people out of thousands of dollars as a middleman acting for the Nigerians' Who are famous for conning people by sending uh, you know spurious emails, which uh, promise to do all sorts of things, transfer money into accounts, give you a hu- absurd interest, allow you to collect from a will where you're the recipient of a million dollars. And then you wind up sending through personal information and this can be used to con people out of their money. So this man, by the sound of things, is kind of a a fairly small link in the chain. He has been charged with participating in hundreds of scams and will face 269 counts of wire fraud and one count of money laundering. So chipping away at the Nigerian scams that uh, seem to be... uh, proliferating on the internet have been actually been around for years and finally bitcoin as i mentioned at the top of the show it's corrected a bit recently it's been done as much as about 30 percent in the last month but it has gone back up again but it seems that a lot of people have been piling into digital currencies took a while they had to sort of see these incredible reports of, uh, of massive profits and people becoming sort of overnight billionaires that kind of stuff or multi-millionaires from early investments in the cryptocurrency it now seems that other digital currencies are becoming very popular. Ripple, the second largest cryptocurrency by market cap, rose 11.5% in recent times. Ethereum, the third most popular, rose about 17%, and that's another all-time high. Another cryptocurrency, Stellar, is in eighth place by market cap, grew a whopping 36% in the lead-up to Christmas, which brought its price to a record high of 665 Now, that's not the latest price for those. This report was generated back in, uh, I think, late December, what I thought was interesting is is how you know Bitcoin's come off. It's actually seen the, an increase in the value of some of the alternatives to Bitcoin that may offer some better technologies to what Bitcoin does. Bitcoin's been quite uh, largely stagnant in terms of development in recent times, whereas some of these other cryptocurrencies have been extremely you know busy in developing and tweaking their, their uh, the features and benefits that they offer. Certainly, there's been hordes of investors piling into the crypto space. The market cap of the entire crypto space, so that's all Cryptocurrencies combined is you know around the six hundred and fifty billion dollar mark at the moment. So, and that's in US dollars. So an impressive feat considering Bitcoin's come off twenty to thirty percent in recent times. It's actually come back up, but it is it is off its all time highs by quite a large chunk. So, cryptocurrencies seem to be here to stay, and it may be that there's other ones that emerge as the kind of victor because they offer better features than Bitcoin does. We'll have to wait and see. That is something we can follow pretty closely, and you'll find a lot of podcasts. And information on our website about Bitcoin, how to set up a wallet, how Bitcoin mining is done. These are all available on our website beyondinfinity.com.au. Thanks for listening. And head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media. We welcome your feedback and suggestion for future shows.